Welcome back to the Health Nexus podcast. In our last episode, we stated that next time we'd be addressing health tips for weight management in the new year. But with the vast uptick in COVID cases linked to the Omicron variant, we are pushing that episode back to bring you the latest on the virus. Dr. John Zerlo, Chief of Infectious Disease, is with us today to give us the update on COVID, the new variants and treatments, and his outlook on the future. Dr. Zerlo, is there a surge of patients with COVID in the hospitals right now? What we're seeing, of course, is lots of patients with COVID in the hospital. But unlike the start of the pandemic or even last year, we're seeing that many of the patients are in with COVID, but not necessarily because of COVID. So that's a bit of a change. And I think that has a lot to do with the degree of immunity in the population, both by natural infection as well as uh, prior vaccination. Will the hospitals need to cancel elective procedures? We're making those decisions almost on a day-by-day basis, and we're looking at our hospital capacity. We're looking at our overall ability to care for the patients that are coming in the door. And so that is a day-by-day decision. So at the moment, we we think we can handle that, but uh, that may change. We're starting to hear about flu-rona, a combination of the flu and COVID viruses at once. Has that been present in the Philadelphia region? In some cases, I wouldn't say we're overwhelmed with it. We do have a test that we do that can test for COVID as well as both types of circulating flu uh, strains through A and B. Uh, So we've seen some of it, but I I can't say we're overwhelmed with it right now. Tell us about the new antibody therapies for COVID that are on the market. Start with sotrovimab. This is one of the monoclonal antibodies that we have been using really for at least the last year. So for people who have COVID, they maybe have some illness, but not sick to the point that they require oxygen. And in particular, they're at risk to get severe COVID because of immunocompromise or because their age, and particularly those who haven't been vaccinated. If we can arrange for them to get this infusion, an intravenous infusion, we know that that reduces the chance that they'll get sick requiring hospitalization and death. So this new medicine, sotrovimab, it simply takes over from the previous monoclonal antibodies that we were using uh, because sotrovimab is active not only against the, the new variant Omicron, as well as the previous variants. Omicron has now become the dominant variant throughout the country and certainly in the Philadelphia area. And then there's another one called Evusheld. How is that different? Evusheld is a little bit different. It's, it's an, an injectable monoclonal antibody given intramuscularly like a like a flu shot or something, rather than intravenously. And it hangs around a long time and it binds, it provides longstanding protection against COVID. And and it's really designed for people who are first not sick with COVID, they haven't been diagnosed with COVID, but at risk for COVID because, for example, they have an immune deficiency, like somebody who's gotten a transplant or somebody who is on an immunosuppressive medication. So we're just designing and figuring out the logistics of how to identify these individuals and then to administer it. Do we have a good supply of these therapies or are there shortages? We do have them, but the, the, the limits that we have are number one, the, the actual supply of medication, but also similarly is the challenge of actually the staffing that we need to actually administer them. Both of those are create a challenge. If someone does need a COVID test, is it better to go to an emergency room or is an at-home test okay? The emergency rooms are, are very, very overcrowded right now. If you're sick, you need to go to the emergency room. If you're going to the emergency room just to get tested, 
that's not a good idea. You really need to find a, a different place to get tested. The antibody tests, the ones that are on the market and, and can be done by, by themselves, they're becoming more difficult to purchase because of course everybody wants them. There are various testing sites set up at, at Jefferson and elsewhere as well as at, at pharmacies and so forth, but it, it can be a challenge. It just depends on where you live as to what the availability of testing will be. I think in general, particularly if you're not in healthcare or in, a, in, a, in an urgent kind of position and you're otherwise young and healthy, doing a self-home test would be good. How do the at-home tests work? Are they accurate? I, I think most of the tests, in fact, all the tests on the market that people can self-administer, they're an antigen test. They actually measure for a specific viral protein that is pretty accurate, generally speaking, when people have symptoms. So they're all pretty good, I think. There's some question that they may not be quite as accurate for people with the Omicron variant, which of course is the predominant one. But I think overall, they're still really quite accurate. Trending on Twitter recently were reports of people swabbing their noses and receiving negative results, but then swabbing their throats as that's where their main pain point was. And when they did this, the test results came up positive. So should we be swabbing our throats instead? hard to answer that question. I'm not sure I can. We think that the most accurate place to test is what's called the nasopharynx. Now, most people, you just can't do that. The nasopharynx is, you know, putting a, a swab that it goes not just in your nose, but all the way back to the back of the throat. The, the swabs that come with these kits are really not designed to do that. So conceivably, we might not find virus in the nose, but we might find it way, way in the back if you do a really careful sampling of the pharynx all the way back in the throat. So that's certainly possible. I haven't heard much about that, but it certainly could be, uh, I can understand why that could happen. Germany and Israel have introduced a fourth round of boosters. Is there any evidence that the U.S. will go in that direction as well? I've not heard of that, but here's what we know so far with the Omicron. For people, let's say people who've gotten just one, two doses, their initial vaccination. We know just with those two shots that uh, the vaccination is not as effective in preventing symptomatic COVID. In other words, getting COVID gets symptoms from it. But the two shots even remain quite effective in reducing the chances of hospitalization, as well as reducing the chance of getting into the intensive care unit. We know that with a single booster, that, that protection goes up even farther in preventing or reducing the chances of hospitalization and intensive care. Now we have new evidence, perhaps from these other countries, especially Israel, that we may have even a bigger benefit, at least in preventing symptomatic infection. I don't know if they're gonna provide any additional benefit yet in terms of hospitalization and once again, intensive care. So I think the jury is still out about that. Obviously, we still have a lot of people to catch up just to even do primary vaccination, as well as the first booster vaccination. So I think thinking beyond that at the moment is worth thinking, but it's probably not the highest priority. What's your outlook on the future with COVID at this time? Well, I, I think the most optimistic thing that I can see or have seen is that for the countries way ahead of the Omicron curve, especially South Africa, it's gone up very, very quickly, the numbers, and it's starting to come down equally quickly. I, I mean, if you look at the test positivity rate around now the country, especially in the Philadelphia area, it's very, very high. Almost, almost half of people who get tested are positive. So we're seeing this tremendous uh, upsurge in cases, which means that you know, once, once we've seen this spread of, of, of Omicron COVID around the, around the region, uh, we'll have 
even a much higher degree of immunity and, um, and we'll start to see things come down. I, I sense fairly quickly and probably before the end of January, which is great. Um, I also think, I, I think there's good reason to think that Omicron is a bit less severe and it causes less severe illness. Um, and, and so I think that should be encouraging as well. For more on the latest on COVID and other helpful articles addressing your health, visit thehealthnexus.org. Production support for today's episode provided by Dan Bernstein. I'm Gianna DiMedio. Thanks for listening.